Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. Now my uh, youngest daughter she was talking to me Addison is who I'm talking to yes uh, she's like can we go to Starbucks and I'm like you know uh, you want to go to Starbucks like every other day and I'm like you know do you have any appreciation of how much those things cost and she's like they don't cost that much I'm like well, how much do you think they cost that well like a dollar or something I'm like no I was like every time we stop is like six seven bucks for your little drink thing and she's like it's not that much I'm like it is that much and so uh, she didn't seem to have any greater appreciation for money after I told her that. She still wants it, but nevertheless, uh, you know. So anyways, it's, it's good having teenagers that are growing and just enjoying the, the finer things of life. So enjoying coffee, yes. And she's, they're becoming the counter sewers. So. But hey, thank you again for just the blessing of, of uh, the gifts and just recognizing us. And uh, again, it is an honor to be your pastors and just be able to do life with you again that's just the most important thing i think as a pastor is that we just have the opportunity to do life with you uh just to celebrate the the wins of life and then again just be able to help walk through the challenging things of life and all the while trying to just keep our perspective on god and so um we just love you guys and are looking forward to an amazing new year in 2023 and the best is yet to come amen amen hey just real quick uh uh, Matt and uh, Terry, they made these little little gift packs up. They're just little um, M&Ms. Uh, and if you don't appreciate just what they do around here, they said they were up all night long separating the, the green and the reds just so that you could have these. And so um, they are out there in the cafe, so they're a little individually uh, wrapped. So if you haven't grabbed one, grab one. Uh, they're down there, uh, first come, first serve. Also, there's coffee and hot chocolate down there. Again, we just wanted to... Uh, be able to just celebrate with you. And again, if you're not in a hurry just to get out, I mean, by all means, afterwards, just grab a coffee or hot chocolate. We'll just uh, spend some time chatting a little bit before we all have to take off because, uh, again, uh, the cold weather is not going anywhere. It'll still be there if you leave a couple minutes later. So, again, just hang out if you can. All right? Hey, are you ready to get into the message tonight? Again, this is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's uh, Christmas Day. We just pray that it's going to be an amazing uh, time with family and friends, and again, more than importantly, we just pray that your, your awareness of God is becoming more and more just as we begin to live this life, and each Christmas that we uh, uh, have, it, it ought to remind us just how much there is a hope for the world, and that hope is Jesus, right? And so again, we've been talking about just 
what Christmas represents. We've not been talking in the past few weeks necessarily about Christmas messages, but we've been talking about the Christmas season. And the Christmas season really is all about a move of God. And for, you, for those of you that are not necessarily familiar with those terms or that, that terminology, a move of God is simply a visitation from heaven. And if you th- look throughout the scripture, you'll consistently see that God consistently visited his people. He's not just a far off God that's just watching from afar, just uh, leaving us on our own just to contend with the the challenges of life. And uh, if you've lived life any length of time, how many of you realize that the world is, is dark? And it seems as though it's getting darker and darker. But there is a hope for this world, and his name is Jesus. But if you didn't know it by tonight, I hope that it will just be something that's solidified in your thinking that the hope of the world is you. Because once again, you're the the representation of Jesus in the earth. You are his hands, you are his feet, you are his voice. And once again, his heart is that you would be an expression of him. Amen. I know individuals, uh, I was talking with somebody not too long ago, and uh, they made the statement, you know, uh, something to the effect. They said, you know, uh, when it comes to Jesus, well, Jesus was Jesus, and nobody can do what Jesus did. So we just got to better, you know, find out what Jesus would want us to do. Well, you realize that Jesus said, the things that I do, you'll do also, and greater things than these shall you do. So in other words, just look to Jesus, and we'll see what we are called to do, right? So we're supposed to represent Jesus, be like Jesus in the earth. So that means that you and I are the hope of the world. And when Jesus came during the season of uh, Christmas, rather, uh, it was a move of God, an expression of God's love. And so therefore, he's allowed us to live on this earth for such a time as this. You and I are an expression of God's love, the hope of the world to everybody that we know. Don't think it just as a coincidence that you're uh, uh, born into the time that you're born into. Uh, I was talking with uh, kids, you know, uh, Joe, he's from Arkansas and he's been in Oklahoma. And I was asking her, I'm like, would you... uh, do you like Michigan? She goes, no, I hate Michigan. She goes, I'd just soon be out of here. I, I don't like it, you know. And so, again, we look at the, the places of our life and where we're at and just like, dear God, how, come I, how did I end up here? But I believe it's by God's design. I don't believe it's by chance that any of us are where we at, we're at in the time that we're there. The family that you were raised, you might say, man, I wish I was raised in somebody else's family. Listen, you were born for such a time as this because you are the hope of the world. You might say, well, why do I got to work at this place? You are the hope of the world. Rather than looking at your job as a place that you have to go and punch a time clock, start looking at it as your mission field, that these are people that God has assigned you in this world, in this earth, because you are the hope of the world. God still wants to move and wants to visit heaven on earth to humanity, and he wants to use you and I to be an expression of his love. Amen? And so again, as we begin to look at just... uh, this Christmas story, as I said, the move of God is expressed in God, through God's love. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Listen, GV Church, if God be with us and before us, then who can be against us? Because there's a move of God that's taking place right now. And it's Emmanuel, God with us. They also said in regards to Jesus, it says that this declaration was of uh, good tidings, that they said that glory to God or glories uh, to God in the highest were given. Whenever we begin to sense a move of God, 
the glory or our praise, our worship is going to be lifted. And there's going to be a greater expression of it. In addition, it says, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Whenever God moves, you'll have to understand something, that God is never angry at His people. In fact, it says this in the Scripture, it says that God will never be angry with His people ever again. In fact, all we'll ever experience is an expression of His love. I said, all we'll ever experience on this earth until Jesus comes is an expression of His love. But when you have love show up in a great form or a great measure, what happens? As I said, righteous order comes. And righteous judgment comes with that. And therefore, we have a choice. Will I stay where I'm at? Or will I come up and meet God where He's at? And so therefore, we know that God always has the purpose for us to have goodwill. Or in other words, God's heart towards us is goodwill towards men. And therefore, if we know that God's heart is goodwill and tidings towards us, it says this, it says that there will be peace on earth. There's a lot of difficult times going on right now, isn't there? A lot of trying times. I mean, just turn on the news. I mean, look at the borders down in Texas. You look at uh, uh, Ukraine and Russia and China and everything that's going on with our economy. And obviously, you can, we're living in times where, you know, there's all kinds of people that are sick uh, uh, to the right or to the left. But in the midst of it, because God is with us, we can have peace in the midst of it all. Why? Because there is a move of God that is upon us right now. Amen. Once again, the Bible says that Jesus was an expression of God's love. I think oftentimes when we start to think about a move of God or when we begin to start to think about making decisions to come up and meet God, immediately we begin to examine our life and to say, well, I don't measure up. It's good to take personal inventory, but God is not looking at us and saying, well, you did this wrong and you did this wrong and you did this and you did that. Therefore, you don't qualify to come up. Because once again, that was the whole expression of Christmas, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That who would ever believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life, right? So Jesus was the penalty and the price for anything that we've ever done wrong or will do wrong. And so therefore, all we have is an opportunity to come up. To come up. Why? Because Jesus paid the price. There's nothing holding us back. If there's something that you're thinking about, well, this is what I did. All you got to do is say, God, forgive me. But don't let the enemy bring condemnation to keep you stagnant or still or hold you back from moving forward with God because God is always endeavoring for us to experience peace and meeting Him at the next place where He desires for us to be. Amen. Notice what it says here in regards to the Scripture. The Bible says this, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Remember I said that Jesus was an expression of the move of God and the times were dark. And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And so for three and a half years, he showed us what it was like to experience light. For three and a half years, he walked around and showed us what it was to be and what it was to look like. He said, I'm the prototype of what you're going to experience after I pay the price for sin, right? What happened? The Bible says that as a result, it says everywhere that he went, it says that people followed him. Why? Because things began to change. The landscape began to change because of him. Sickness, 
had to bow its knee. Poverty and lack could stick around. Darkness had to flee. If there was temptations, well, he overcame temptations, right? What did he do? He showed us what it was to live in complete victory. I said, he showed us what it was like to live in complete victory. So many people are saying, well, that was Jesus. But listen, Jesus came to be the example. So therefore, because he's the hope of the world, he shed the light so that you could see what you were meant to be like. In fact, let me ask you this. You know, uh, there are some that were threatened or threatened with the power going out as a result of the weather, right? Well, if you're sitting in your home and the power goes out, do you just sit on the sofa in the dark until the lights come back on? What do you do? You start looking for a flashlight. You start looking for candles, right? Or you start looking uh, for the generator to get the generator kicked on. Why? Because you've recognized that it's dark. Normal people look for a solution for the dark, right? And for that matter, uh, for us guys, it's typically us guys. Some of you might defer to your wife. <laughs> But, you know, it's dark at night, and you hear something unusual in the house. And it's something that's not normal. Remember, Jesus came, God with us, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. So therefore, if you hear something in the dark at your house, it disrupts your peace, doesn't it? What brings peace to your life or to your mind when you hear something in the dark at your house. You get up and you do what? You turn the light on and you investigate. And once you have the light on and you can see the terrain or the landscape and see that nothing is wrong, what does it do? It releases peace or it sets you back at a state of mind of thinking, well, you know what, everything's okay because of the light. The Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. If Jesus is the light, he says now, because I came, he says now I want you to learn how to abide in me. And if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. And therefore, as a result, I'm going to have to go away. And it's to your advantage that I go away. He says, but I'm going to leave you here. And I'm going to leave you with a little bit of an advantage. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's known to have a little bit of fire with him. He'll light your fire. He'll light you up. Amen. And he says, as a result of me leaving, he says, now, I'm leaving you to be the light of the world. You have now become the hope. You've become the hope. And so, therefore, Jesus, being the light of the world, He came so that we might know Him, follow His example. In fact, won't we, can we turn those lights off now? Thank you. I forgot about those lights. There we go. 
Turn those other ones off too, please. Jesus came to be the light. He said, if you'll come and dwell with me, if you'll come and dine with me, I'll come and dine with you. He says, everything that is mine, he said, I'll give it to you. And so if you've received Jesus, he's not only given you the opportunity to experience eternal life, he's now given you the mandate. He's given you the mantle. He's passed the baton to you and me. If you've been around here any length of time, I've said it time and time again, that the reason that you exist for such a time as this is because God always saves us best for last. You are the cream of the crop. And you might think, you know what? I'm a nobody. I've never done anything. I've never accomplished anything. I don't have an education. I don't make much money. I've not done much with my life. That's just the first chapter. But you've got to understand that, again, God didn't make an accident or have an accident or mess up by allowing you to be an end-time runner. And I say end-time runner because the Apostle Paul references being a runner. And he says, I've run my race. I've finished. And he, again, makes reference to a relay race. And so, therefore, in a relay race, if you've ever ran track, you always put the best runner at the end. And we are living in such a time that Jesus, the light of the world, is coming back to receive the light. But before He comes, there is a job for us to do. And that is to be the hope and to be the light to those that don't need it, or that need it, that don't know that they need it. And you might say, but man, life has been difficult. Yeah, it's been difficult. Maybe some as a result of our own do doing and own choices. But the devil also knows how to bring distractions. How many of you know that the devil knows how to push your buttons? Sure he does. He knows how to derail your life or at least bring the temptations to do so. He knows what you like. He knows how you think. And you might say, well, how does he know that? Is he all-knowing? No, he's just been watching you for a long time. And he's been doing it for thousands of years. And so he's watched people like you and have discovered the patterns and like, yep, I know how to knock their knees out. But if we get knocked down, we just get back up because we've got the greater one on the inside. Now, once again, I realize that there's just a few of us here tonight. And I'm really okay with that. Because, again, just for the sake of the illustration tonight, I want you to know how special you are. And how, by design, God has called you for such a time as this. Jesus said, if you'll abide in me and my word abides in you, you'll ask what you will. He says, and I'll do it for you so that the Father's glorified. Will you just dare to believe God to use you in 2023? Will you just dare to believe to allow the light 
to expose the distractions that need to be removed in your life? Will you allow yourself to say, God, I'm ready to come up and meet you. And listen, we need each other. And so for the sake of the illustration, will you all stand with me? Jesus is the light of the world. Go ahead and kill those lights for me, please. But you see, just as you turn off lights and just one candle, if we turned every light off and the only candle that was lit being this one, immediately darkness was defeated. You might say, well, it looks awful dark in here. No, listen. In the presence of light, darkness is defeated. You might say, well, it's not bright. But darkness is still defeated. But what happens when my wife and I become partners and I help her and we walk together. You got one of those crazy ones, didn't you? <laughs> now all of a sudden, the light is doubled. But you see, as a husband, as a father, it's my job and it's my role to share the light. As a pastor, I'm called to be the hope and the light of the world because that's what Jesus was. You say, well, you're a pastor. Now listen, we're all called. This is just my particular job, my job description. And so, I'm going to light my kids' candle. Go ahead, go ahead. There you go. Now, have you noticed that it's starting to get a little lighter in here? Just now that there's five lights. And that's just my family. But you know what? I get to do life and do ministry with an awesome worship leader. And we get around each other and we just exhort one another. We build each other up. And man, the more we hang out together and fellowship together, man, his light, my light begins to multiply. And he lights now his wife. I'm going to come over here to Joe and I'm going to stir up Joe. Now Joe, he's going to pass on the light and he's going to encourage his family. Now I've got three. In fact, Melissa... You go out and you start lighting candles. Joe, kids, why don't you start going and lighting candles? Husbands, why don't you light your wife's candle once you get yours lit if you got your wife with you?
Now, Matt, if you can, go ahead and bring down the stage lights. Let's make it dark in here. Listen, the lights are off. But I can see your face. You're not here by accident. I said you're not here by accident. God has chosen the best of the best for such a time as this. I know it's not an easy world to live in. I know it's not an easy place to say, you know what, I'm going to serve God when it seems like others don't want to. But maybe that's the whole reason that you're here. is simply because of what's on the inside of you somebody else needs. The fortitude, the hunger, the desire, the hope, the light that's in you. And God's called you to light somebody else's flame. They might stand next to you week after week after week. They may come one week and never come back for another three weeks. But every time they come and stand next to you, every time you shake their hand, every time that you love on them, you're setting a spark that just might be the flame or what sets them aflame. To say, I want to serve Jesus and know Jesus. There's something about you that gives me hope. There's a lot of darkness in this community, in this world, in this time. But you are the hope of the world. You are the light of the world because of what Jesus came to do. And he's handed the baton and he's put his light on the inside of you. Let's make it count. Don't hide it under a bushel. Don't think that there's a better candle somewhere else that your light will burn brighter. Listen, you might go somewhere else and your fire get totally expelled being in the wrong place at the wrong time. In fact, you might find that in the face of adversity, that's when your candle starts to be burning all the more because you have just to hunker down and get in the face of God and say, God, I don't care what it looks like. I'm moving forward and I'm coming up and I'm meeting you. I don't care if it's just 20 of us here. We're coming up and we're meeting you. And we're taking people with us. Amen. These are great days that are ahead of us. 2023 is going to be an amazing year. I want you to remember this night. I want you to remember these words. That there is a move of God where heaven is visiting earth. Heaven is visiting your home. Listen, I'm telling you what. God has been visiting our home. Waking us up in the midnight hour. Come and spend time with me. If he's doing that to me, he's going to be doing that to you. Let's pursue God this year. Amen. Let me pray over you as we dismiss. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would stir and kindle a fire that's not just a flickering flame, but a blazing, burning inferno that would light us from the inside out. That, God, we could not be quenched of the desire and the hunger that we have for you to walk in the light to be the light. To be demonstrations of the move of God in this hour, in this time. 
I thank you, Father, that you've equipped us. You've empowered us for such a time. I thank you for days of miracle signs and wonders. I thank you for great testimonies of heaven visiting earth. In Jesus' name. And Father, we give you all the honor and glory. And God, we ask that you would visit us tomorrow morning as we celebrate you on Christmas Day. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It did go out. I, I talked too much and it came out. <laughs> you can blow them out. Will you raise the lights up? Thank you. Hey, listen. Once again, we've got some hot chocolate down there. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss you. But as you leave, there is a little tray or whatever on the, uh, the door as you leave. You can put your candles there and we'll dispose of them accordingly. But listen, we love you. Have a great Christmas tomorrow. God bless you. Well, that's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.